This edition of the podcast is brought to you by the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th. Let's face it, after this election season, we're all going to need a drink and a chance to get away. And what better way to rest up, recover, and get ready for the battle ahead than to join your Weekly Standard favorites like Bill Crystal, Fred Barnes, Steve Hayes, Jonathan Last, Matt Labash, and Matt Continenti on a beautiful Caribbean cruise. There'll be plenty of opportunities for one-on-one conversation with your Weekly Standard favorites, plus special guests like Eric Erickson of TheResurgent.com, Mary Catherine Hamm, Molly Hemingway of The Federalist, and Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist Michael Ramirez. You'll enjoy daily panels and speeches, private cocktail parties, and nightly dinners with your fellow guests and speakers. To learn more or to reserve your cabin, go to WeeklyStandardCruise.com. This is one year when we all need something to look forward to. So look forward to the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th, weeklystandardcruise.com. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham, with us on the Weekly Standard. On his way to Capitol Hill to continue his outstanding coverage is Steve Hayes. And Steve, I'm just curious, in the basket of horribles, are you kind of in the back with the racists and the onions? Are you in the front with the xenophobes and the dairy products? <laughs> I don't, I don't know where I live in that basket, but, but horribles and deplorables and sort of everything in between. That's what Hillary Clinton thinks of half of Donald Trump's followers. Well, put that into context from a political standpoint. Is this her Mitt Romney 47 percent moment? Does it reflect something about her as a person or about the left in general? Yeah, look, I mean, I think all, all of the above. I mean, she clearly holds in contempt many of Donald Trump's supporters and I think, you know, is is extrapolating from incidents we've seen from some Donald Trump supporters. I mean, there's no question that if you look at what's happened at some Trump rallies, I'm certainly my own personal feedback from from Trump supporters has sometimes been uh, beyond the pale and and terrible and racist and all of the things that that people have said. But to, to, to jump from that and understand that it's a small slice of Trump supporters, that many Trump supporters are just frustrated with the way government uh, is, is going here in, in the United States, and to conclude that half of Trump supporters are somehow in this basket of deplorables is a, is a huge leap. I thought it was interesting that she considers her mistake one of math, that she just had the percentage wrong, and that she wished she had given that percentage do you think that's a political problem or do you think that this will inspire people who were on the don't like her on the fence about voting at all to say, forget her. I'm going to go out and show her, you know, she's going to talk to me about that that way. I'm going to go get her at the ballot box. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I don't I think there's some truth to her to her math argument. I mean, I do think that's the problem. Now, I don't think, you know, I think it's 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 ridiculous for her to suggest that half of of Trump supporters are I mean, you're talking about tens of millions of people. Uh, here, so to suggest that that half of them are are deplorable is is terrible. I think I tend to think it's a relatively small slice of of, and we've seen the actions they've been written about wi- widely. So I don't understand what she thought she was going to gain. You know, there's there's a theory uh, being propagated by some of her supporters and and those in the mainstream media that this is really a good controversy for her to have because. It has the media debating how many of Trump supporters are racist, horrible people. But but that, I think, elides the fact that she's insulted all sorts of people who are Trump supporters who aren't, um, who don't fit into those categories. And I think that's a, that's a far bigger problem. I do think it, it feels like uh, Mitt Romney's 47 percent, but with 
sort of a harsher edge. Well, because it comes from a, 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 a authentic place with Hillary Clinton, and there's not much authenticity there, as you know, Steve Hayes. She is authentically elitist, and she shares the authentically progressive view that the only problem with America is that it needs a better class of people. So that's one reason it's hurting her. The uh, reason the I health, agree. the reason the health issue is hurting her, in my opinion, is not the H word of health. It's the H word of honesty. It's the fact that yet again, Hillary Clinton has clearly not been telling the truth. Why don't you walk us through the health story, starting with she had a concussion back in 2012. A lot of misleading information then. In fact, we now know after the fact, Bill Clinton says it took her a longer time to recover from that. And then we go on from there. And what? Right, exactly. And actually, you can date back some of her health problems. She, she fainted back even before that. Um, so there had been questions raised about her health and general fitness. Um, there had certainly been some conspiracy theorizing uh, among her critics on the right, um, much of which went beyond, I think, what, what was available, uh, what we had seen. Um, but part of the problem is we hadn't seen that much from her. And so you'd have Hillary Clinton and her supporters and defenders defending her and suggesting that she was in perfect health, that everything was fine, that there was no problem. And then you would read things like the summary of the FBI interview where it talked about her having missed days and even suggested at one point that she may have not recalled all of the things that uh, she was being asked or all the incidents that she was being asked about because uh, her memory wasn't great. The Clinton campaign leader disputed that. Uh, but you have the Bill Clinton comments. So one after another, after another, it seems clear that there's there's something there. We don't know exactly what it is, but there's something there. Meanwhile, this is mocked uh, and, and dismissed by the Clinton team and, and really by the mainstream media. In some case, that's redundant. Um, and, and now you have this incident over the weekend. And I agree with your assessment entirely. I think it, it certainly raises additional questions about her health. And I think we'll will uh, produce much greater scrutiny of, of her actual health status. But it reaffirms what we've known about Hillary Clinton and her team about her honesty and trustworthiness. And the, just just the sequence of events yesterday uh, at this 9-11 uh, memorial uh, and, and how it was handled by her and by her campaign will tell everybody, including members of the press corps who want to give her the benefit of the doubt, that she just simply can't be trusted. And speaking of the media, you and I have talked many times on these podcasts about new lows for the press willing to throw aside its just its job you know i'm just i'm here to tell you what happened for the sake of partisan politics i there probably have been lower moments than this week <laughs> sunday when the press were literally denying the sourced reports that this had happened until the video forced them to stop i mean what you, how can you tell me something didn't happen you can't you can't tell yep. me that and yet they were no and, then, and you know why they go they they go they they take the word of the Clinton campaign. It's it's pretty extraordinary, and and I think it also it has to be said, the the first person who broke this news was Rick Leventhal, a very good reporter with Fox News. Uh, he broke it twice. He cited a law enforcement source. He had great details. He he reported that she lost a shoe in the process, that she had fainted or seemed to to faint initially, that she had stumbled as she moved towards her van. Every single thing Rick Leventhal said turns out to have been correct. And this was poo-pooed by the rest of the media because the Clinton campaign was telling them on background that there wasn't anything to it. Well, then the video surfaces, and it affirms everything that Rick Leventhal has reported. And the Clinton campaign says that Secretary Clinton had, quote, overheated 
That's all they said. She'd overheat it. Well, it, that raised a lot of questions because it was 75, 38% humidity in New York City. <clears throat> Wasn't particularly uh, difficult day for any person of good health to be outside. And then that, and then, and then they sent Hillary Clinton out after she went to Chelsea Clinton's apartment. They sent her out. She waved to the crowd and made it appear as though all was fine. This was really nothing. There was no no big deal here. And only later did the Clinton campaign acknowledge that there was something bigger going on. That Hillary Clinton had in fact been diagnosed with pneumonia on Friday, something they had failed to disclose before. All of which suggests that they went to great lengths to obscure the truth. As to, I mean, that's putting it kindly, to keep the truth. They, they banned the press pool. The press pool was held at bay for 90 minutes. This was an elaborate effort by the Clinton campaign to keep the press and to keep the American people from finding out what, in fact, is going on with Hillary Clinton. And it it, it is totally of a piece. This is the way that the Clintons operate. Now, the real question, I think, is whether this was done because they're trying to hide some bigger problem, some, some more significant problem, or whether it was done because this is just how the Clintons operate. They just lie as a matter of habit. They deceive as a matter of habit. And this was sort of the natural thing to do. I don't know what the correct answer is there, but there's not a very good answer. I mean, those are the two possibilities, it seems to me, and there's not a very good answer. And the uh, scrutiny of Hillary's health care will continue in part because no one will trust, let's say no one, no thinking person will trust anything they say. And yet you will still have MSNBC and The New York Times carrying water for her, lots apparently because she's easily dehydrated, uh, in order to keep people from covering the story. And that's the part that bothers me the most, Steve, is I'm I'm a huge fan of journalism. I've never been a journalist, never claimed to be. I come from talk radio. It's a totally different thing. And the idea that journalists would be trying to kill stories, kill facts. Yes. And, and it yep. fits back to my first point, which this is all about elitism. You dumb people out there, you racist morons, you don't need to know. And we're going to f- hide facts from you because you're so stupid, you might use them in a way you shouldn't use them. And so the media elites and the Hillary elites against the people, Donald Trump couldn't ask for a better setup going into November. No, I completely agree. And let me let me point to two two tweets specifically that I read as as this was unfolding. One was from a, a reporter for the New York Times who covers uh, Hillary Clinton, covers national politics, covers social issues, social justice issues. I guess is the way that it reads on her her bio. And she her her instant reaction was, "Oh, this is going to feed the narrative that Hillary Clinton has health problems." And I read that and I thought. Really, the problem here isn't the narrative that Hillary Clinton had health problems. Hillary Clinton has health problems. Why wouldn't it feed questions about Hillary Clinton's health status? But they're so trapped in this view that it's all about a narrative that Republicans are somehow creating rather than the questions about Hillary Clinton's health status themselves, that that's the initial reaction is, oh, great, this is going to feed what Republicans are saying. The second one came a little bit later from a a good reporter, real good reporter at, at Politico, Um, And he sent out a tweet in which he said, in effect, uh, the the problem with Hillary Clinton is that she tells these elaborate stories to cover up small issues. Now, on the surface, that looks like a criticism of Hillary Clinton, right? I mean, it's, it's basically accusing her of being dishonest and not leveling with people. All that is true. 
but it also assumes that there is nothing big that she's covering up because she's making a big deal out of something that should be a small deal. Well, it may be the case that there's nothing there. I hope for her sake, personally, that there's nothing there, that she doesn't have major health problems. But it also may be the case that this is a sign of something bigger. And if it's a sign of something bigger, or whether it's a sign of something bigger, reporters need to be asking these questions and not be so obsessed with the damn narrative. It's not about the narrative. It's about Hillary Clinton and her health. And her emails and her foundation and the contributions and the actions the State Department actually took on behalf of big donors to the foundation and her false statements to the FBI. They're all real facts, but we don't care about facts anymore. We've now entered the narrative portion. I think, in fact, now that I figured it out, Steve, I think I'm in the basket of horribles over by the false narrative section and the frozen froyo. <laughs> so find me over there. Thanks for joining us for a quickie. Uh, weekly standard podcast with this uh, d- these developments regarding Hillary Clinton's health. We appreciate your time. You bet. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out our many new terrific podcast products over at podcastone.com, including the Crystal Clear podcast every Friday. I'm your host, Michael Graham.